0: Awesome. Meat based six, hey. So oh my exciting.
1: gosh. Uh so, I yeah, I we have so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was I was laughing this morning because um I messaged you last night, which was yesterday, yeah. which is your which is your yesterday, my today. But uh, but I messaged you and I said this is gonna be super weird because this morning I messaged you and I said, hey, I'm getting my coffee ready. And you said to me, oh, wait, I'm just getting my blow up mattress ready. So <laughs> this is so yeah. Weird.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we could not be on more like opposite schedules right now. Um, but hey, you know what? Like I'm back in America, back in the US. Like I am, I will sleep on a blow up mattress. I will do whatever like to stay here <laughs> at this point um but how was your your flight yeah so I wanted to like talk to you about that because kind of like the before getting like getting to the flight so just for like context for people tuning in that don't know maybe what was going on I was in Amsterdam I'm now back in America specifically California for a short period of time And I wanted to move back to America where things were more open than Amsterdam. Amsterdam had been going through lockdowns and things just kept getting more intense week by week by week with more restrictions. So um, as you know, Josh, you've had to do this as well, that regardless of vaccination status, you do have to get a... Uh, a rapid antigen test uh, done within 24 hours of your flight going to the U S that's like one of the rules the U S has. Right. And so I think I'm so like, I just think I'm like, so on top of things and I'm like, Oh yeah, Taylor, we have an appointment at this time. Like we're going, it's like, you know, 0.2 kilometers away from us. Like it's, it's chill. We get there and the girl's like, Oh no, this isn't the right test that you need to fly. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, I'm looking at CDC, I'm looking at like all these different things. And I'm like, it says like a antigen test. And she goes, no, like, so that's for like the Corona app check that I have. Mm. She goes, you need the one that comes with the certificate. So I'm like, okay. Mm. No, not technically the PCR, but just it has to be like written and like signed off by someone. It can't just be like a little thing that says negative or whatever. Like it has to be some certificate. She goes, you need the certificate. And I was like, well, since we're here, can we just do the first one? Cause let's just make sure that's negative before then I pay for a test, you know, twice. Right. So I go in there and this girl, like she was like a really young, nice girl. And I was just like, oh, cool. Like, it's going to be fine. Like I've done this test like 20 to 30 times, right? Like, it's fine. This was the furthest it has ever gone up my nose in my life. I verbally made a sound and like, I think I, Taylor said I yelped. Um, and she went, she went into here, like she went into this sinus cavity. Okay. Like it was, it was gruesome and it burned. And then she took it out and I was like, Oh my God. Like, I was like, why do you, and I asked her, I go, why do you have to go that high? (laughs) Like, I've never had it that high, you know, the test at home, you just like do like that right inside of your Mm. nostril. Like you don't even go past the. Anyway, um, so get this. Then Taylor goes and he has the same experience. And then we figure out that our best shot at like getting a test done within the 24 hours is to stay at the same facility, sign up there and then get the next test done. So um, yeah, I got double double screwed by this chick. And I was like, you know what? Just go in the left nostril this time so I can be like double messed up (laughs) on both sides. So she did it on the other side and- I actually cursed during this one. Like it was yeah. just reflex. I cursed and Taylor says I was so dramatic and there was people in there, but I will tell you a Dutch man was like literally like yelling at her after um, she did it to him. So like, I wasn't like, like, I wasn't mad at her. I was just mad that like it was happening and like how deep she went and the Dutch guy was saying, he's like, why would you have to go that far? Like you don't have to go that far. Like I've never had this gone this far. And like, I made verbal sounds and there was people listening. So was he,
0: was he cursing in yeah. Dutch? Was he cursing in Dutch?
1: Yeah. I don't really know exactly like what he was saying, but he was angry. But like, he was he definitely was...
0: angry. Yeah. You can tell.
1: Oh yeah. You can tell. Oh yeah. And so like everything was squared away. We were both obviously negative, right? <laughs> like, um, neither Taylor or myself has gotten COVID yet. I mean, I think that with everything happening, I now actually know people that have it, um, both vaccinated and unvaccinated. I think that it's a matter of time before it makes its rounds, um, in people, maybe kind of like a common cold, you know? So like, I think everyone will get it at one point. Um, I've seen all different types of people get it. And like I said, vaxxed or not vaxxed, um, it's just going around pretty mild, but, uh, so yeah, that was like my scary, thing that i did that i didn't realize that like i needed because you just have that moment of like oh no everything's off (laughs) you know Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna get to the u.s but it was all fine um i will say though like on the flight um we went to the dutch vet office like you have to get like a little health checkup for your dogs you know like just to be sure and like we were trying to get medicine and classic Dutch, they're like, oh, we don't believe in giving, you know, tranquilizers or sedatives to dogs. And I'm like, what? Like, uh, they need something to like, it's a 10 hour flight. Like we need something. Right. Uh, last time we gave it to them like too late and they were totally just like tripping out, like trying <laughs> to like be with us and stuff. So this time, um, we did give them something, but I was laughing cause they're probably going to be like, Hey, just give them paracetamol like, you know, like give the dogs paracetamol for the flight, you know, cause that's what the Dutch people do. Like the Dutch doctors, they just prescribe paracetamol for everything. It's like kind of like an ongoing joke in the Dutch culture. Mm. Um, but everything went fine. Um, there was meatballs that I had. I will tell you, I brought boiled eggs. Okay. Brought boiled eggs on my flight. Also got some like cured, like probably like one of the best actually cured like salamis I've ever had which was kind of rare um but I brought like boiled eggs and I I kid you not the guy in front of me like definitely said something when I started like you know peeling them on the plane (laughs) um but yeah dude like it was gnarly but I didn't eat anything um bad like I didn't eat anything that would you know upset my stomach or put me off I was just like dude I'm over it like I don't want to I don't even want to go down that route. So it was pretty good. I was hungry though, when I got off.
0: Yeah. I can imagine what I, I saw you, you ordered my favorite uh, takeaway food <laughs> when you landed. Can you speak about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I went to In-N-Out for the first time in what, like over four months now. Um, and I got my favorite order. Yeah. Like in and out's pretty like just the taste like it's just so specific that when you have it you're like oh man, but I got like I got three flying Dutchmans because I thought I could eat all three, <laughs> and then I ended up eating like one and a half because Taylor ate every single thing they gave us, and of course they gave us like three different like types of desserts on the plane. And like all these things that like, and then like Taylor would eat my sandwich. Like they would bring up like, Hey, do you want a sandwich? And Taylor would be like, just take it. And then like, he would eat it. So he was like totally full. And I'm just like over there. I'm like, well, my eggs are out. This is out. Like I'm hungry. Like This has been 10 and a half hours. Like I'm ready. So we got Mm. that, um, which was really delicious. Uh, And I, I will say though, like it's good, but I don't know about you. I don't like to eat like fast food all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like you, I don't feel amazing when I eat, like if I eat in and out every other day, like I probably wouldn't feel that great. Do you know what I mean? Because I know that it's not the highest quality grass fed burger, you know? Like,
0: yeah, I remember, (laughs) I remember when I, um, I remember when I flew into Amsterdam, uh, beginning of last year, sounds so weird saying that and in fact I think this is our first episode no is this our first episode back no it's not our second episode since since the start of the new year but um uh I remember last the beginning of last year I flew in to Amsterdam and and I was exactly the same as you I was so hell-bent on staying staying with my diet because I just wanted to feel good and I was so hungry getting off the plane I remember I landed in Paris and it was like three in the morning and, and just nothing was open. And I was literally like, I felt like a walking zombie in, in Paris airport. just like looking around me. The only place that was open was a Starbucks. And I don't know if you've ever had like coffee, an intense amount of coffee on an empty stomach. That's all I could. That's all I had. Yes. Like literally oh, I went to man. Starbucks, I ordered a coffee and I was so buzzed in caffeine and I was so hungry and it it just got to the point where I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, like I really just need to get something now. So the, anyway, I flew. Eventually, when I got to Amsterdam, Um Burger King was open, and then I remember I ordered like about six sort of plain burgers with cheese, and I just I just sat mm-hmm. there in the airport like this, <laughs> <laughs> like this weirdo just eating. You gotta like, do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do.
1: People are always really taken back too when like mm. you like. Like when I am at like In-N-Out, for example, and I'm eating with a fork and knife, people are always so interested or like, kind of like, whoa, what's that person doing? Like, that's so weird. By, By the way, speaking of Starbucks, I have a bone to pick with Starbucks, right? Okay. There's Starbucks, obviously, in Amsterdam, right? Like they exist. However, there is the most amazing coffee places where there's freshly roasted coffee, one of my biggest things that like you can make a change in your life, I think, is where you get your coffee from. There's, if you are getting coffee, that's like mass produced, right? That's coming in these bags, right? Like that's not freshly roasted, right? You need to get freshly roasted coffee. And the reason is, I think you've seen this as well, but there's, there's mold, there's different toxins, you know, it's not as fresh, right? So You know, getting mass produced coffee beans is not the way to go. If you can find like a local roaster, which Amsterdam has so many, so does like California, pretty much like all over, coffee exists, right? (laughs) Like it's like everyone drinks coffee. So they exist. My advice is try to find like a local roaster where you literally can look at the back and see when the beans were roasted, right? And like get that. Like Starbucks, for example, I went to Starbucks for the first time here in the US. Or sorry, okay. Amsterdam airport, we could not find an actual like cafe that had like normal, like European coffee in the Amsterdam airport. There was a Starbucks. And so I was like, oh, like I'll just order from Starbucks. Like it's probably like the European version, you know? So like, it'll be fine. Well, like, of course it wasn't, but I ordered a flat white. So like flat white is the drink I make every morning. It's two espresso shots. And then it's like two parts milk, right? So like, if you got it in Europe, it would still be like in a little cup, right? it's kind of like a cappuccino instead of foam it's milk um and and then it has the two shots so like I thought I was getting that and the girl like gives me like my cup and they're like Nicole right and I get up and get it it's literally like a like a huge size like the biggest latte size possible like in Amsterdam like in Europe right and I'm like dang it and then like I drink it and I'm like God, this just tastes awful, man. Yeah,
0: like, I, I get so, I, oh, I get so peeved off. You speak my language now, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how much I, I love my coffee. <laughs> I'm a yeah. big fan of, <laughs> of freshly roasted coffee. But that's why when you're traveling, you have to be so specific. Like mm-hmm. if you can't go anywhere else but a Starbucks, I say, can I have a double shot flat ride in a small cup, please? So you have to say to them, like, can you put it oh. in a small cup? I've learned my lesson now. Spell it out. Yeah, you yeah. have to, because if you don't, then it's just going to be like this weak latte that's in a big cup. And it's big not even cup. a flat. Yeah, it's not even a flat white. And I will uh, add see? that. I'll add that um, I 100% agree with you. Like just changing your coffee habits can make a huge difference because I think I think a lot of people sort of take the power of coffee for granted and they just, you know, live off instant coffee or really shitty filter coffee and they have like 10 cups a day. I think, I think there's tremendous, like for me, everyone thinks I drink a shitload of coffee just because I'm a big fan of it. I really don't. I drink two cups a day and that's me done. But yeah. those two cups are like, it's a process that I go through. You know, I, I, I make my Chemex pour over coffee. I grind the beans. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the sort of creative output that that coffee gives me. You know, it's like appreciating it for what it is, which is, which is technically like a very mass legal drug, basically, that everyone drinks every yeah, day. Basically, um, But I remember earlier last year, it was about mid, mid last year, I went on like a bit of a, 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 a sabbatical coffee. I was only drinking decaf for like two weeks. And I felt like absolute shit, eh? I felt like, (laughs) what does Dave
1: Asprey say? He goes, like, it's the little joy in life. Like, (sighs) do not take away my little joy in life with the coffee.
0: (laughs) Definitely. And it it just teaches you, it just teaches you a lesson, you know? And I think, if anything, the past two years, uh, the, 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 the plague has shown us that it's those little joys that we've sort of taken for granted, you know, going to a coffee shop. You know, people people have forgotten that it's those little things that we sort of take for granted that mean so much to us. And coffee is definitely a huge one of those. You know, where, where when you're traveling, oh, yeah. you you sort of miss your, your 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 coffee machine at home and your routine and and waking up and making it. And I don't know what people do in the mornings. I personally sit down oh, I journal, a journal. Um, uh, I think about my day. I plan my day. So it's a huge, it's a huge part of my day. And it,
1: mm-hmm. it's like a
0: habit. It's like a habit stack, which is, I would James would say Kidd it's talks a about. ritual.
1: Like yeah. it's almost like a ritual. Like it makes, it makes your routine even better. Oh my God. As you're drinking coffee. I'm like, oh, I have to wait like 12 hours for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say though, like my, so I call like my sacred mornings in Amsterdam where I basically would wake up. I'd, you know, walk the dogs. I might do like some light reading. And then like around eight in the morning, I would actually do like my, my big walk, right. Like my one 45 minute walk. And I would actually walk along and I would go to like my favorite coffee place. Uh, my favorite cafe was called Bacus, that's in Plantage, And I would get my flat white. And then I would just like continue on my walk, like my morning exercise thing, you know, cause it has to be outside, but like, there's something about it. Like, the the coffee that complements your morning whatever it is that you do if you have a routine and your coffee it makes your morning like sacred like it, it literally is like this this time that you have where you're like away from the world you're away from everything where you just have this time like with yourself um And it's just very peaceful, I guess, too, is, like, Mm. the thing. Like, I feel like every time I have my coffee, I want it to be, like, in a peaceful setting or, like, in, like, a place where, like, I can really just, like, enjoy it. Um, But I'm like you. Like, I only do actually one a day. Um, I had caffeine, actually, yesterday. And I actually got, like, I got, like, a headache and just did not feel well because I thought I needed it to stay awake. And so that has happened to me one other time before. So I am... Now, like officially back to being a one, one cup in the morning gal, (laughs) like that's, you know, I have my flat white or my cappuccino or whatever, but like one I'm, I'm good. Cause I know that there are some people too, who're like caffeine messes with you. Like it can mess with you and like, make you feel, I don't know, like for me, it's like headaches or just make me feel a little bit like not myself and, and kind of chaotic, you know, like that, that caffeine, high you get from the second one. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. Like if anyone can get local, like we already actually I already went to my favorite place here and got fresh roasted beans because um, I was like, uh, yeah, we we need this. because we We're at a hotel for three nights and the hotel serve like we proudly serve Starbucks coffee, but it was like not you know what I mean? Like it wasn't great. So mm-hmm. we knew a place to go that I could get like the European version. And like they're also roasters It's called Blue Bottle. Um, oh, I love oh, and get this. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we get this. So <laughs> I have a bone to pick with them. So I, uh, I, we go there, right. Cause it's close to the hotel as well. And uh, I order a flat white and I like clarified like flat white, you know, like this, this much, right. Get it. Uh, it's obviously like bigger. It's almost a latte, but I'm like, okay, I'll order a Cortado next time. It'll be fine. Right. And it tasted amazing. Like you know, just how it was. with, um, But here's the thing. I take a sip of the first one they make me and I'm like, dude, like, what is up with this coffee? I was like, this doesn't taste right. I was like, what? Like, what's up? And I was like, is this like regular milk? And he's like, oh no, like it's oat milk. Uh, We actually default to using oat milk um, unless you specify otherwise. So we're always default to oat milk. And I look, Josh, no, no joke. I look and I'm like, oh, like, so you probably use Oatly, don't you? Oh, yeah. They have a partnership with Oatly and their thing. So this is like such a bummer for me. because I'm like, dude, like, of course, like now, like this, like oat milk sensation and like there's been a lot of research and different stuff too into like the oat milk. How like oat milk, like what was the thing about have Oatly? you seen? You have you seen what this, is right? in
0: Oatly? Have you seen first of all? Yes, we this were
1: talking about this. Sun, this there's sunflower oil.
0: Yeah, this there's, there's yes. literally sunflower oil in yes. oat milk.
1: Yes. And so, so I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about like, oh, so these people like obviously like got like a partnership with Oatly to like promote oat milk and only put it in there. So every single one of their locations, and they're big roasters, and, like, they have, like, a big brand name, I would say, like, they're up huge. in, you know, the U.S. Yeah. yeah, and so now, like, Oatly has convinced them to, like, the default oat milk is Oatly, which, as we know, has vegetable
0: oil in it. <laughs> like, that's so fucked. And, and, and that, scares, insane. that scares me because that's, like, where we're heading. The, the fact that they're defaulting to a non-milk substitute is the scariest thing ever like that like like we are defaulting to that and it just it just solidifies um my sort of i shouldn't shouldn't say much should to say our mission and, and the things that we do you know on our instagram on meat based on our blogs yeah. it's not about it's really not about like proclaiming to be better than anyone else. It's about standing for what we enjoy. You know, it's as simple as that. It's like, I enjoy good meats. I enjoy good coffee. I don't enjoy people telling me that they need to put oat milk in my coffee when we have not been doing that. That's just not what coffee should be in my opinion. No. And it's just about this level of like appreciation for what we enjoy. And in fact, I was listening to, um, Adam Curry and Joe Rogan, and it's a good episode uh, recently about food intelligence and the Beef Initiative, and he has this whole thing about connecting cattle farmers with Bitcoin and this whole decentralized farming network. That's pretty cool. That's fucking cool. But he he talked about he talked about how like how we're heading in that direction of yeah food scarcity, all of this stuff. But the bottom line is is if you don't stand for something. You are just not you you just you, you're opening up the door for all of these you fall different for
1: anything. You, you yeah. fall for
0: anything. And and that is the fact of the matter. It, it's as simple as that is that there's got to be an element of standing for something. You don't have to be a dick about it. I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be somebody that says, Oh, your you know, your your vegan ways are wrong and they shouldn't be they should they shouldn't be here and I just don't believe anything in the saying. No, it's it's about just having an element of knowing where you stand on the spectrum and being stern about it, but but listening to other people's opinions. So I think that's a super, super important like discussion that, yeah. that is happening right now. Um, and, 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 and every time you buy local, every time you, you support a local coffee roaster, it doesn't even have to be meat based. It can be even vegetables. Let's just say you are vegan. You go buy your local vegan vegetables that's cool you're supporting local people you're supporting the local economy but for the most part a lot of vegan produce and a lot of these vegan alternatives beyond meat burgers and shit like that they literally come their ingredients come from all over the world the ingredients are more likely causing more harm than regenerative meat will ever will ever like
1: for sure Like the whole monocropping, who, what do you think is happening? Like, where do you think all the almonds and all of the oat milk and everything is being processed, right? Like it, it bugs me. I would say like on that vegan point too, like it bugs me when someone makes a choice to drink oat milk instead of whole milk or organic whole milk, because they think that that oat milk is helping the environment. You know what I mean? Like they think they're better in choosing oat milk because I'll tell you what, like in my experience unless you're like lactose intolerant and you're literally like, you know what? Like I can't drink milk, like, like a different type of milk, like coconut milk or almond milk is better for me. Like I kind of understand that. Right. Because you're literally lactose intolerant and you can't drink milk. However, if you're saying that, Hey, you know what oat milk drinking oat milk versus regular milk is going to save the planet. Like, so I'm going to drink oat milk. Like, if that's your reason for doing it, like, dude, like get in line, (laughs) like, your oat milk is not really going to be the difference. And it's also contributing to monocropping. You know, there are other animals that do die, even when it's just like, you know, when people try to do things because they don't want animals to die, or they don't want, you know, the cow to be treated poorly, you know, in order for them to actually harvest the almonds and, you know, all those different vegetables, they have to kill a lot of different animals, right? They have to kill rabbits, they have to kill owls, birds, uh, snakes, anything that's like a pest, basically, to those crops. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you're doing something because you want to say, or you want to play God, and you want to say, you know what, actually, those animals deserve to die, right? However, the cow doesn't deserve to die. It's kind of like yeah. There's a little bit of a hypocrisy there, right? Mm,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: And I think people need to know that. And I think that there needs to be informed consent, true mm. the word, uh, informed <laughs> consent on what you're actually drinking when you drink oat milk. Because as we've talked about, it's marketed as being this healthy thing. It's plant-based. It's so healthy, blah, blah, blah. Right? It's like, no, those are companies that want to make money. And they're manipulating and marketing to make us want to do that because they're making us think that we're virtue signaling or doing the right thing by drinking oat milk mm. versus just having regular milk. Or, hey, I'm in, a, in Amsterdam. There's those one places where you can literally go and get that milk that was you know, literally right there, like on a local farm, you can yeah. get milk.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like, why not
1: do that? Like, keep it local, keep it regenerative. Yeah. So I think there's a misconception and I think there needs to be um, more information about what actually is in oat milk, because I, I guarantee you a lot of people just see it and they be like, oh, I know this brand. This is a good brand. And they buy it versus actually reading the ingredients or being informed that, hey, like these oils, this sunflower oil is probably something that you don't want to consume on a daily basis in your coffee
0: absolutely not and i couldn't agree more and in fact i think i think i think texas now um have passed a bill where the, you yes. physically cannot label meat like you can't label products as a meat yeah. alternative you, you cannot call yeah. it you know whatever beef or eggs or whatever if, if it doesn't contain the actual animal substance that it is and and that should be the way yeah it, is. it shouldn't be oat milk
1: if i can call sense. it something
0: else call it fucking yeah. oats I don't know Wh- whatever yeah. you want to call it call it don't call it oat milk because it's not that it's not it's not nothing close to milk if you have a look at the if you have a look at what's inside it there's about five different ingredients and it lasts for about like six years on the shelf so go figure like something that does that is yeah. not natural it, it just is not natural and not to mention that almonds are like causing freaking are they like contributing to the droughts in california which is also just stupid like if you if you are an environmentalist at heart and you are drinking almond milk lattes every day you're fundamentally the biggest hypocrite that has ever lived because if you have a look at the yeah. amount of water that it takes to sustain almond farms it's nuts it's it's crazy so yeah again it's 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 actually not it's not so much about doing your own research as it is about these companies and about propaganda telling people that that mm-hmm. default choice now is better because you're absolutely right. It's like people that sort of listen to us and, and sort of hear us out a bit that are just like, let's just say close friends or people that are not necessarily interested in meat-based diets. They sort of come around eventually and say, oh, okay, you know, th- there is some truth in that. There is there's a little bit of truth in what he's saying. It I I just assume that if I'm ordering an oat milk latte or vegan friendly option, that I'm doing I'm doing good for the environment. So there's a there's a good intention for most people, but most people just don't realize that that good intention is is so misaligned and it's it's so propaganda driven.
1: Totally, everything is like manipulating you. It's it it comes down to a lot of different things, right? Like these food companies, for example, like Oatly, what do you think their goal is? Do you think they're trying to make money or do you think they're trying to save the planet? Right. Obviously, they wouldn't if they were trying to save the planet, they wouldn't be mass producing oat milk. (laughs) Right. Um, so anyways, people forget about the profit machine behind certain things, right? Like beyond meat, you know, you have also pharmaceutical industry, you have, you know, the big food, right? So there's so many different things in there, but I'll tell you, and I think that people need to hear this and it's an unpopular opinion, but I think it's, it's rather true is a a lot of those big ones, those big industries, they care about profit they don't care about, you know, the end, I'm sorry, but they don't care about the individual person, you know, like it's, it's really, people don't like when I say that. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times, like I'll lose views or, you know, people will just be like, ah, she doesn't know what she's talking about, like whatever, you know, and like, that's fine. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you have to admit, like businesses are making money, you know, it's really hard for people that are making money or in that position to make more money to all of a sudden be like, you know what? No, you know, what? we're going to, we're going to reel this back, right. We're going to reel this back unless something really tragic happens, you know? Uh,
0: absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I actually spoke to uh, Dr. Anthony Gustin um, a few months back about this. And I think, I think you, uh, I sent the video to you. I'll, I'll link it below. If you want to listen to my conversation with him, he, he has a person who started a very successful keto, business where he sells these keto products. And he basically mm-hmm. said that he just saw no way as your business grows, it gets more complex and you have more stakeholders. You have more investors coming in yep. to get, to get every single investor and stakeholder to align is so difficult. It's much harder to just be a single farmer in the Netherlands that sells raw milk for a living people come ride their bicycles fill up their little you know that's so simple but when you've got all these people I know, I know it's like how do you turn around and say to them hey guys I think our product is actually doing more harm than good let's just let's just pull all of our funds and their intentions
1: their intentions might have been good though right like yeah. let's give them that let's yeah. give them that like maybe their intentions were great at first but you're right mm-hmm. like you get to the point where like there's so many people involved there's so many people that are benefiting from this there's so many people that have to see the return of investment right like it just i'm sure it just gets out of control especially when like you know you hit it really good but like all those products like you said they can sit on the shelf for years they can Mm. like what you should do like and we've talked about this right and you've definitely said this a lot but like we like food that has no shelf life right like we take chances sometimes with the food we eat because we want things that expire like if something has like an expiration date within like the same you know couple months or like a month like that's a good sign that means there's probably not a lot of preservatives there's probably not a lot of process in it where it can't even like stay that long you know um so if there's anything where like i actually taylor there was this one sauce in the netherlands uh no folk sauce um it's like a garlic sauce and like they it's like their version of ranch i feel like but they put it on like a lot of stuff and i remember like one time i picked it up and i was like you know what i'm gonna look at like what is the expiration date and i remember seeing it was like two years from the current time <laughs> and i'm like yeah. oh my god i was like taylor i can't buy this sauce for you anymore like, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm killing you like we're, uh, we're this is not like that this is not good and lo and behold you look at the ingredients first thing is like i think sunflower oil and then like rapeseed oil. Mm. so
0: it's it's nuts
1: yeah
0: it's it's so it's so it's so silly but it's so it can make a huge huge difference by just reading a few food labels it it, it's not about being like manic it's not about being overly worried about what you you put in your body because most I mean a lot of people can get to a point where it just becomes so manic and it becomes something that you that you just do unnecessarily But just taking the time just every now and again to just read the food labels of things that you consume daily, it can make a huge difference because that can be the difference between you feeling great or just feeling like just very suboptimal. It it can really just make a huge difference, especially if you are eating a lot of like packaged things. I'm not even right now, I'm not even telling you, you don't have to go meat based to look at your food labels, you know? Yeah. It's just a simple, simple thing you can do.
1: There's so many people now, too, where like like I honestly like I was talking to my sister about this where it's like, dude, like I'm not trying to tell anyone to eat like meat or eat meat based, like because honestly, like sometimes I feel like it's like my dirty secret, not my dirty secret, but like my secret that is going to like keep me continuing to live my best life, like live long and prosper. You know what I mean? like live a long life, like live a long, healthy life. Like, I feel like it's like the secret sauce to like having a great life because everything is better. Like I experience the world better. Like I'm in a better mood. Like it's one of those things, but like you and I both agree, like we're not trying to like tell anyone like meat-based is best. We're not trying to tell you like you have to be meat-based. Like, you know, we're purists, whatever. Like our mission is really just to tell people what has happened to us, right? Like tell people like, hey, Like there's shit in that food that you should probably know about before you eat that, right? Mm. Um, Like just like stuff like that. Like I don't don't care what people do, but I want them to be fully informed on what they're putting into their body. Because I think it's manipulated to them through marketing, through deals where, you know, you default to oat milk. So you assume it's the best one for you because obviously Mm. this company cares about me so much it's the lack of informed consent on so many different levels right now and especially in the food industry that that i want to break right like i want people to know about
0: mm. so yeah yeah and 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 i think you touched on something so important um is that i i fundamentally believe that your choices in life matter like your choices are a reflection of what matters to you most so if you are Plugging away every day, being consistent, buying local, eating local, eating meat-based as best as possible, you know, just make it simple. Mostly meat. That's what I like to say, you know, 90% of your calories should be meat-based. The, the rest figure out how it works for you. I'm not saying you, there's a right way or a wrong way, but your choices matter. Your, your, the choices that you make every single day matter. You are voting for things that you ma- that, care, that you care yeah. for. And products that you care for and companies that you care for so 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 choose wisely but
1: yeah
0: early on when we were discussing the the sort of starbucks thing um what sprang to mind um i was recently on a safari here in south africa um and we saw no big deal
1: just a safari
0: no big deal just (laughs) i I haven't been i haven't been for a long time and um, i love it and we, we saw leopard we saw uh, rhino, we saw lion. Um, I, that leopard sighting we had was unbelievable. There was a leopard, like maybe two meters away from me walking. You got a by really our... good
1: picture of it too, right? That's yeah, what I, I saw. Like the amazing picture.
0: Thanks. I appreciate that. I've, I've, I've been, I've been going on safaris since I like could barely walk and I've never seen a leopard, uh, sighting that close. Um, maybe oh, I can, wow. I'll, I'll put the, I'll put the link in the description so people can see the, the picture that I'm talking about, but when I was there, um, you'll see where I'm getting to. But when I was there, we had uh, breakfast in the mornings, we had lunch, we had dinner, and they cooked omelets on this like, on this sort of steel sheets, as people do, like where they you can cook patties on it, whatever you want to cook on it. But yeah, yeah, he, he had this big tub of vegetable oil. It was probably sunflower oil sitting there. And you know Stop. when you walk, and you know when you walk into a place, and it's like this thing was just looking at me, it was going, it was like, there was like dramatic music. And I was like, oh my word, there's my, there's my worst nightmare. <laughs> but so I went up to him and he was cooking everyone's omelets. And I went up to him and I said, I said, hey, do you mind if you can cook my omelets in butter? And he was like, sure, no problem. So that's a huge thing for me, because a lot of people, um, especially somebody like my mom, my mom's actually like, terrified sometimes to ask for something i know that sounds silly yes. but a lot of people are in that position where they're afraid to flex their what i call their asking muscles and actually just put yourself out there and maybe look like the weird one at the table for two minutes but but i just asked him i just i said hey i'm allergic to sunflower oil do you mind cooking my omelet and butter and he made he made it he made a he made a compromise and he just said cool that's that's no worries at all he went went in the back of the kitchen got some butter put it on cooked my omelets and butter I was a happy chap but the point is is that you know ask and you shall receive but you've just got to be yeah. willing to ask and if you are at a restaurant just ask the waiter just say hey I'm allergic to sunflower oil I'm allergic to vegetable oils do you mind cooking my steak or my whatever in butter you know it, it mm-hmm. seems weird at first but it, it just makes a huge difference and you just get better and better at asking um, for things oh, that yeah. maybe, yeah, are aligned with. I,
1: okay, that is like, uh, you said two things that are really important. Like one, voting with your mouth, right? Like you, whatever you purchase is like, you're literally saying like, hey, like I want to support this business, right? Like the voting, like you get the choice of like who you want to support. So like, I love that. And I think that that should be like like a hashtag, like vote with your mouth, like <laughs> um, things will probably get pretty interesting, but anyway. Um, and then the other thing is like, yeah, like I think people are really nervous to ask because they don't wanna be seen as high maintenance, right? Okay, I am high maintenance as fuck. And I can tell you, like, I don't care. Like I literally, like I got to the point where like, I don't care because I'm gonna feel that much better. And like, I think you just get to that point, but like you said, like it takes practice and like you, you kind of like build up to it. And sometimes it seems like embarrassing, but then the the day, like you're going to get exactly what you want. And when you don't get what you want, right. And you don't ask, you're still going to feel bad. So it's kind of like, which, which shitty feeling do you want? Like the one that like you literally ate something, which you really didn't want to eat. And you're going to feel sick later or just like for two minutes, maybe your friends give you shit, which I think is good. Like, I think people need to give each other shit.
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> like, and thing. <laughs> which in my opinion, the, 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 the former that you mentioned where you don't mm-hmm. ask and you feel like shit, that is a fucking double compromise. Double. That is double. That is, that is yeah. you feeling like shit, but also just making a compromise on what you value in life. To me, that is the worst yeah. thing you can do. Like, this yeah. is a hugely important topic is that you, when you compromise on your values, you are setting yourself up for, for so many different levels of failure, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, relationships, mental, relational, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, yes, maybe we've labeled it as high maintenance, but I don't see you as somebody who's a high maintenance. Maybe somebody else does, but for me, I see you as somebody who's living life the most authentic way, true to her values. But that's just me. You know, I know some people definitely well, might label it yeah. as our maintenance. Um, but again, fuck <laughs> them anyway. Screw them. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no, totally. And I think it's one of those things too, where like, you know, maybe if you're uncomfortable too, like I understand sometimes you're like around strangers or people you just met. Mm-hmm. Um but like remember like people don't care as much as you think like maybe they'll razz on you for like a second and be like oh nicole needs to order this with like a special grass-fed Kerrygold butter right but like at the end of the day like no one cares like i'm sorry like no one cares that much like what you're eating like like yeah, yeah. so will probably look at you and be like really yeah. really nicole and i'll be like absolutely absolutely Oh yes so i yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I, w- I was going to say something to you, like, because I feel like a lot of people, whatever point of their life, there's a lot of people that, you know, don't necessarily have a backbone or maybe are like super soft spoken or, you know, and I, I always feel for those people because I feel like they always learn like a lesson like later in life, whether it's like just continuing to eat something. Cause you have to remember, like, okay, this is really weird. And this might be like kind of like jumping around. But you have to remember like there's a person out there that might really want to try to eat more meat-based or maybe wants to eat something different, but their wife or their husband is the one cooking the meals every night that's not on board. Can you just like mm-hmm. imagine that for like, or just think about that for a second, that like literally like, you are subject to what this person is cooking because like they're the chef of the house, right? Like they're the cook of the house, because I always think about this because Taylor eats what I cook right? Like by default, like he doesn't complain. He doesn't do anything. Right. So like, unless like whatever I'm cooking, like he's eating. So I think Mm -hmm. about the opposite, right? Like if you have like people that are not on board with like meat-based eating and you know, your wife does all the cooking, you literally have to be like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm going to start eating this way. And if they're not on board, that means that both of you have to, you know, cook different meals or whatever. Right. But like, there's some people that are just stuck in that way. And there's my point is, there's the soft spoken person, right? Who doesn't want confrontation, who doesn't want to say, hey, you know what? I love your cooking, but I'm going to do this instead, right? They just don't have, they don't want like the confrontation of that because they're very soft. Because, and being soft is still a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like, if you, if you don't stand for anything or if you don't like speak up right you're gonna continue down like a path that you might not want whether that's the food you're eating who you're who you're dating or you know like the people that you're hanging out with you know mm. so i always think i'm like dang like because in the beginning taylor and i like cooked things separate and it was a huge thing for me i was like really like you want to cook separate because i did all the cooking and he just was like, yeah, like, if I do carnivore, I'm going to get, um, like, I'm going to have a heart attack. So, like, he cooked chicken by himself and we both cooked separately one after the other in the kitchen. And that's, like, really, that's really awkward. That must have been very um, but interesting. But eventually, <laughs> yes, no I'm way. like, what is happening here? Like, why don't you trust me? Eat what I cook you.
0: Aren't, aren't you reading, like, some book about relationships right now? Or am I just imagining things? Yeah. Talk no, to no, me about no. that. You're-
1: <laughs> Okay, so like I feel like, okay, so like I always try to read books that very much so push your mind or try to open your mind, right? So I had Jocko's book, I finished Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life, totally eye-opening, recommend that to everyone, no matter like who you are, insane, so good. Um, now, I am reading uh, the Alpha... <laughs> alpha females guide to men in marriage. So this might come basically. So this girl, Susan Vaneker, she's the author. Um, she wrote a very controversial book, which is called the flip side of feminism. Right. So this is like another one of her books. Right. And basically if you're like me, I'm very type a, I'm a control freak. I'm very, you know, assertive, uh, confident um, I get things done. I'm outgoing. I'm an extrovert they're, It's alpha, right? I do obviously have some beta qualities. No one's like full alpha or they're a bitch or if they're a male and they're full alpha, they're just an asshole, right? Mm. Like everyone is a little bit of both alpha and beta, right? So is yin and yang, right? Like the female and the male, right? Anyway, this girl basically talks about how like an alpha female really struggles uh, with men and especially in marriage, just because we're trying to control everything. You're trying to tell your husband what to do, right? You're trying to like basically control these aspects and it's not even your life you're controlling. So me understanding that I know I'm a control freak. I know I have these habits that I don't want to inflict on my husband. I'm reading this book to really get... Um, no sugarcoating but the full-on truth of how you can be that person and how you should have your dynamic with your husband so you don't lose your husband not that I'm saying that like Taylor and I are at that point or anything right um but it, she basically talked about how you know women have this out now we have divorce right and there's kind of this assumption that like if you get a divorce, like from this person, like it's gonna make you happy. And I know there's obviously situations of abuse. There's obviously situations where a divorce is very, very needed, but at this day and age, it's kind of like the feminist movement and all these things have made it where we've kind of made males and our husbands that are the ones that are like responsible for a failed marriage, or like they are the culprit, they are the issue, men are the ones to blame. Um, which is not the mindset that I want to have, and probably not a healthy mindset to have if you're in a marriage with a man. <laughs> um, so I'm reading this book to get a better understanding, and it actually gives me action items after each chapter to let me know, like, hey, like how to switch this behavior and maybe how to approach um, your husband, like not tell them directly what to do, but maybe say, for example, like, hey, can you please, like, um, I need you to clean that. I told you to clean that, like, last week. Like, you need to clean that side of the room or you need to clean out the garage, right? Instead saying something like, you know what? I really love it when, like, you know, you clean out the garage, right? And men are super simple. So it goes through this, like, whole thing. And I'm in, like, the third chapter right now, but I'm just trying to practice these, like, action items. And I'm, I'm trying to... Um, I'm trying not to be a person that ends up being someone that your husband can't be around, right? Because no one wants to have your husband by the balls, be calling the shot, telling him what to do, emasculating him and making him like be dismissive or make him feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's, it's kind of the opposite of everything that's gone around in our culture right now of this feminist movement. And so I'm giving it a go and I'm reading it and I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I like report. I sometimes read things out to Taylor and he's like, yeah,
0: yeah. He's like, do <laughs>
1: he's like yeah, men are simple. Like, yeah.
0: You, you, you're touching on, you're touching on something so important. Um, and I can't underscore this enough, but for mm. me, you know living a meat based life is a catalyst for so many different things so you know you know you for me it's not just about your diet but you're talking about the growth of you as a person and a wife to your husband so for me again it's not just a diet i believe what it does is it opens it opens up a door to so many different avenues of growth in your life that you wouldn't have maybe experienced if you didn't take a yeah. plunge and go meat based and stand for your values and things like that. So that's super important. Whether whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's relational growth, whether it's whatever whatever form of growth you're into, it, it's gonna it's gonna expand your consciousness as a person. There's no doubt about it. It's gonna it's gonna flex those muscles and take you to places that. That you might not have gone to if you didn't you know if you didn't or if you just sat around just conformed to whatever
1: oh yeah and it's honestly i'll tell you this like it's really scary to admit um or like recognize something about yourself that you want to change right and so i don't think like mentally if i was on like a standard american diet or you know how i was in the past right I don't think I would have enough control over like myself to understand that and kind of like um, detach the two, like, Hey, like I'm still a good person, but there's a, there's an aspect of myself that I want to make better. Right. Like, I don't think that ever would have been a thought to me. It would have been like, this is the way I am, you know, you know, Taylor, like, if you don't, if you don't love me and how I am, then like, whatever, fuck you, bye, you know, like. It's not supposed, it's not supposed to be like that. You know, like people need to know that, like, you know, y- you should have that openness to be able to change certain parts of yourself. And I think where like the mood stability comes into play with meat based, it allows us to kind of like make those decisions level-headed and not just have the, you know, the dramatic moments or the, this is, this is it, or, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh yeah, I kind of am a control freak. I would like to reel that in. <laughs> Like you have a very calm conversation with yourself in your mind about that versus just like, you know, whatever would happen if you didn't have that like level of, you know, stability going on in your mind. So I'm very happy about that. And just for the record, this is not something suggested by Taylor. This is not something suggested by anyone. I just really like this author and I kind of like her stance on, you know, um, uh, the way of the feminist movement and the negatives that have actually come out of that as well. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't all good. So I think if you ever want to read about that flip side of feminism is a good book Um, and just prepare yourself to open your mind a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's definitely seems like um, an interesting read. Um, I myself have uh, recently Got an obsessed about a book. It's called Four Thousand Weeks by Oliver Berkman. and it's and this the, the subtitle is Time Management for Mortals and it's all about this guy who love it w- was obsessed with time management. and and I think mm-hmm. we are obsessed with time management. We are we're obsessed with the idea that we can cram so many different things into a day, into a week, plan our lives to the tee. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure you've experienced this being a type A personality and oh, yeah. um, alpha driven. But the bottom line is, is that, I mean, his, the premise of the, the premise of his book is, is, you know, when you face, when you face the fact that we are here for such a finite amount of time and, and you are not going to get everything done, no matter what you do, yeah. no matter how much you plan your day, you are not going to get everything you want to to get done. It just opens up this, like, Door freedom to your life when you just accept the the small amount of time you have. So it allows you to focus on the few things that you really do want to focus on. Not because you are planning your day into 15-minute increments and you're a time management freak. It's just it's just fully accepting the way things are and what you really want to do. So again, you know, if you want to add that to, to to a list of interesting reads, I've been obsessed with it. I think it's an amazing read. I've certainly changed my perspective on, on a lot of things. So I, should I we love- add
1: like three books that we have read recently that we like,
0: like Definitely. in the show notes, maybe? definitely can do that
1: let's do so. that because like i have just gotten into reading recently so i feel like i like also want that list from you
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um
1: but like yeah like i don't know like i feel like everything i've read so far like has really been i don't know just i, I love the books that you read that are like are meant to make you better you know mm. because then i feel like with my time i'm making more of my time uh, by the way, do you remember that movie Time with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Siegfried?
0: No, it's Oh more. my god! Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna like, send you a clip after this or you like put a clip in here, but it's basically like their commodity is time. Like mm-hmm. money doesn't exist. They literally have like time on like, that's like imprinted into them and they use the time. So like you go into, let's say like you want to buy McDonald's. You go in and like you use your time like this, and like you do a little thing like this, and it like it charges, it takes like, you know, 10 minutes off of your thing. Right. So, like, the really, really rich people have like, Uh, you know millions of hours left Mm. right and then like the really poor people are barely scraping by and they maybe have like an hour to live and then like you see some people like die on the streets all of a sudden because like their time ran out like it's super like it's super dark but it's actually like pretty interesting like the concept especially with like you know uh, v passports and stuff too <laughs> like um mm. it's kind of just interesting like that commodity i guess um but yeah you should watch it it's i think it's called time <laughs> i think it's called time and it's justin timberlake of course and amanda seafried um
0: I'll definitely check yeah, like, it sounds super interesting it sounds
1: yeah it's sci-fi
0: can, can i like i'll be super honest here and say my my mind after what's happened the past two years, I, I remember when shit started, the plague started two years ago. I was like, Oh, this this, this is gonna blow over six weeks. We we're never gonna get <laughs> yeah. to a point where they where they'll ask us for our for our V V passes and things like that. Your papers. Loan, lo and behold, where are your papers? So yeah, you can't enter. Where
1: are your papers?
0: So so my point is is that actually, you know, there's there's so many different memes and things and funny things that you see. Yeah. Oh yeah. But don't laugh that shit off. Like you see memes about like one day we're gonna we're gonna have a a, a basically you're gonna have a credit card and that's gonna t- determine your carbon footprints in the world. And meat is gonna be one of the things. If you buy meat, it's gonna be one of the biggest contributors to your carbon footprints, credit card. Yeah. Mm-hmm there we go so that's what we, that that's what yeah. we are f- fighting for if we were fighting for anything it, it's shit like that that has no warrants no grind no scientific research to back it up but again that was a funny meme i saw but is it actually funny real. probably not because There's we're probably truth going to it, it. yeah exactly yes. Ex- exactly so you're
1: like laughing it's like laughing and crying at the same time you know you're like haha that'll never happen two weeks to slow the spread ah. yeah <laughs> here we are yeah no I I get what you're saying like I do see some of those things and then like I honestly like I think I laugh like a second but then I like get really nervous because I'm like oh but this could this could totally happen though (laughs) is anyone has anyone seen this is anyone is anyone concerned no okay just me oh cool yeah no but I I definitely feel the same way I wanted to bring something up with you as well um as you know I failed 75 hard so um I wanted to just like mention this because like okay. I went on the app and you have to basically like so on the 75 hard app you like put in like, you know, you you check off things, right? And then like you take your your picture and you know, you check off your two workouts, you check off everything that's part of the 75 hard program, right? So on the day that you don't do it, there's literally a button at the bottom where it says like I failed or whatever, right? So like this guy, the Andy Frisella guy pops up and he goes, let me guess, your inner bitch won. And like all this stuff, I felt so bad that I didn't do it, you know? And so I was like, oh my God, he like, he knows like my inner bitch won. And I like, honestly, at first I kind of like felt bad. And then I like thought about it and I was like, this guy's right. Uh my inner bitch like did win. Okay. Can I just break this down for you of what I had to do? What oh, I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. Go on. No. Uh, what was your question?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Carry on and then I'll respond. Cause okay, I have okay. got something to respond to this. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah. And then I had to push the button one more time. And then it was like, well, I guess your inner bitch did win. And like I was like, oh God. Like so it happened like twice when it popped up. I was, I don't know why I didn't send a screenshot. And the next time I fail, I'll, like, send you a screenshot, okay? But basically what happened was uh, I had to get up. Uh, we had to leave the house at 6 a.m. Uh, on a specific day. Let's say it was uh, January 9th, I think. January 9th, okay? Mm-hmm. So we had to get up on that day. And we had I had to wake up at 4 a.m., make sure a couple more things were done, walk the dogs. I knew that if I woke up at 3.30 a.m., in the morning before having to leave at 6 a.m. I knew I could do everything and do a 45-minute workout, okay? Like I had to do that and do an outside workout at 3.30 in the morning. Like this is like my mind, like thinking of things and like prepping myself. At, you know, uh, I had to wake up at 3.30 to do my 45-minute workout outside in order to check it off for the day before I started my, you know, long, long flying day, right? Um, so I didn't do that. <laughs> ended up waking up actually like not until like 4:30, and then i barely had time to like get the eggs ready and then like you know walk the dogs etc and get to the airport and get our stuff um so then like you know we finally get to la and we still have to fly we still have to drive two hours and this is after like you know 12 hours because it took a while to get through customs and then everything so like all in all, from when I woke up, it's been like 15, 16 hours. However, we went back in time, right? Because Amsterdam Mm -hmm. is nine hours ahead. So we went back in time. So right around like 5 PM is when I actually got to the hotel. Okay. So hear me out. Like if I had gone there at 5 PM and the gym was open, I could have then done my second workout if I had my first one. So I had already planned this out in my mind, Josh, that like, I could have done it. Right. And so like, the more I thought about Andy Frazella saying my inner bitch one, I was like, dude, he's right. Like I could have done it, but then I really said that out loud to Taylor and he goes, you sound insane. Yeah, like that you I, wanted to wake up at three 30.
0: I, I mean, my response to that is, um, I totally get where you're coming from and I get your personality type and yeah. Um, but listen, you've had a crazy fucking few months, Nicole. Like, yeah. I don't know if this is just like the inner coach coming out of me, but dog, you've had a crazy few fucking months. Like be kind to yourself. It's just a 75 hard. You, you, you're you one of the most consistent people I know. So if I were to tell you anything, it's like, yes, you can listen to that whole thing. Oh, fuck your inner bitch or the David Goggins running unnecessarily giving you these, these like motivational videos. But bottom line is, is that, you're pretty fucking consistent and it's not about being you know perfect it's not about whatever whatever you know keep your routine i think i think the 75 hard might have helped during your your time in europe especially when yeah things were in lockdown but honest like there's so much more to, to life than, again, maybe <laughs> I know. maybe you should maybe you should read that 4,000 weeks. Maybe it'll open up your mind.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I know. And that's the thing. And like, the thing is, like, I honestly, like Taylor was also like encouraging me. And he goes, dude, like, he's like, let's go to the gym. Like, you can get your workout in. And then like, we'll do another one. Like, cause you have to do that workouts two hours apart. All
0: right. And he's
1: like, so he was still encouraging me, which I really liked and like a uh, supportive husband, loved that. <laughs> And I just like looked at him and I was like, I have been up for 24 fucking hours. I was like, the last thing I want to do is like, actually like go to the gym right now. Like, and I would, yeah. you just, you get to the point too, like, you've traveled internationally for really long flights. Like you just get to the point where you're like, dude, like, I don't care. Like, I just want my, like, I want my head to hit the pillow. Like, I want to sleep. Like we don't sleep on the flight because of dogs. So like, we're always like awake. Cause they're always like, you know, up to no good or just like staring at us and doing weird things anyway. <laughs> but um, the thing is though, like, I kind of feel like uh, like 75 hard is what I needed. Like you said, during that stressful time where things were really uncertain for me, I didn't know if I was coming back to America. I was um under a lot of stress just kind of like figuring out what my next move was and there was lockdowns so i think that i utilize 75 hard to distract me from that um however if you aren't internationally traveling right and having that like uh, maybe i won't do like 75 hard but i do think this is something i can practice every day like the 10 page like the reading i'm now reading and i never read before which is pretty freaking awesome Like, Mm. and now I do like a hike or a walk every day. And then I do my weightlifting every day. Like, it kind of is like pretty amazing. Like, it's not extreme for me. It's not something that I can't handle. But Mm. I think the the letdown of being like, dude, like I was like 43 days in and that, you know, I was trying to make that international day work. It's like, dude, like, I don't think this serves me anymore because I now have another 15 hour drive.
0: It, like, exactly and 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 for me um a lot of people might disagree but that's where i i don't enjoy the measurement side of things at times yeah. because i mentioned at the beginning of the show of uh, james clear he wrote that brilliant book uh, atomic habits but you have just said it yourself you are so glad that you've been you've become a reader you know it shouldn't be about reading 10 pages or doing 75 days of something again this is a personal opinion people have different ways they yeah. get things done, but it shouldn't be about doing X number of days or getting to an X number of weights, whatever. It should be about becoming a person who does a specific thing, becoming a reader, becoming a, a fitness person. You know, if, if if your fitness goal is putting on your shoes and just going for a walk, cool. You, you are doing an activity that is making you a better person. It's not, it's not necessarily about getting 10,000 steps a day. It's just, getting into the habits of doing yeah. that activity and once you've got the habits you, you you set because because you start enjoying it more you get better over time you yeah. build up this resilience so
1: now i want to do it every again, day like here's the problem like here's yeah. the the glorious thing is like maybe i don't want to do the program but like i'm doing those things every day i i picked up on the right after it failed mm-hmm. i picked it back up and there I go. was doing it again. And I was just like, I love this. And now like I read full chapters. I don't just read 10 pages, you know, like I read the full chapter and I read mm-hmm. like when I want to versus watching TV sometimes now, like there's so many good things that came from it, but I'm also the person where like, I think mental health is really important and I think it gave me what I needed. Like it served mm-hmm. me for a specific period of time where I think I needed it, but I'm not, I don't have the ego in. I can admit that it's not something that I probably need to continue at this point because I feel like I'm already living my best life. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have what I need and I I'm so thankful for it. And I think it changes a lot of people's lives. But Mm -hmm. at this point, like I have the discipline down. I know what I want to do every day, but there are going to be days like coming up. I have another 15 hour drive from San Diego to Boise. Right. Like, do I want to stress about having to work out twice during that day? No. I don't give a shit. Like no. I don't, I don't, I don't care enough now. I'm like, dude, like I don't, I don't care. Does that mean I'm gonna fall off and not work out for five days? No. You bet your ass, like I already have like a gym membership where I'm gonna be like going to the gym every morning, you know, yeah and doing what I do. So I do think that um, when it gets to the point of like no longer serving you, then then cool. It did, it did its job, you know, mm-hmm. 45 hard, or sorry, 43 mm-hmm. hard, that's there what I'm go. talking about. Yeah,
0: there go.
1: Um, but yeah, like know your limits, I guess. And I I knew mine, you know, and I love that my, you know, Taylor was like being super supportive. That's super sweet. But like, I was like, yo, bro, like we done. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm yeah so I don't speaking know.
0: of I'm, I'm sure you i'm sure you're pretty excited to to hit that to hit that soon.
1: well here's the thing what, what time like is it there i don't, don't even yet.
0: i don't even think we, uh, i don't even think we mentioned this but what time is it there and then i'll tell you what time it is here in south africa at the moment okay so, so
1: it is 8 50 p.m in the evening 2050.
0: Wow, it is six what time fifty is it in the morning, six fifty a.m. in the morning in South Africa. The next day, so I'm in the thirteenth of Jan. You still in the twelfth of Jan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we were trying to like schedule this. I thought it was like literally tomorrow night. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like you already had sent me an invite for tonight, so yeah. it's fine. But I will say, like my jet lag. I don't know if it's like meat based or what, Josh. I have n- I have slept eight or nine hours every night. I've stayed up during the full day. I haven't had any issues, haven't gotten COVID. I had to do like a COVID test today just to make sure, um, like just a home test. But um, Mm. yeah, like, I don't know. But like, I'm, I don't know if it's like the meat base. I think it might be, or like maybe like how much water I drink. But, uh, oh, also we are taking supplements right now. I wanted to mention this to you. We are taking supplements right now to be extra preventative, um, because of how many COVID, like just because of the Omicron and how much more it's being spread right now. So we are actually taking preventative measures. Um, we're taking, uh, quercetin, uh, zinc, vitamin D. Um, and then like, I take, uh, I just want to mention this. Like I take glucosamine, which is like the shells from, uh, like shellfish, basically, like crushed up, and it's for like your joints, like so. Like that's what you give to dogs, you know. And, like you give dogs like the thing for their joints, you know, because you want their joints to stay good. Do you have that in South Africa? Like uh, the joint I've, medication for dogs.
0: I mean, I'm sure there is, uh, but I've never heard of that specific one. But I, I'm almost sure. Oh, okay. That exists. Yeah, must do.
1: So it's basically like shellfish, and then like the chondroitin comes from bovine. So like there, it's basically like it's animal based. Right. Um, but I've been taking that for years for my knee. Um, and that seems to help me a bit. Um, and it's animal based. So you can Mm. actually like get the nutrient. I think that's why it works so well because your body can actually like process, you know, the animal based nutrients. And then I've been going in the sun every day, um, just to be like extra preventative. Right. Um, so like, obviously, as you know, like vitamin D you get from the sun, but we're also taking a supplement, of course, serotonin, you can get over the counter. It's nothing crazy. Um, but that's been known to help a lot. And then the zinc, um, zinc is also, as we know, found in, you know, red meat. Right. So eating these, you know, nutrient rich meats also helps, Mm. but I just wanted to like put that out there because we're definitely, uh, like, we're just trying to be, you know, as i guess proactive in preventing us getting sick but yeah neither of us to date neither of us have had it um but uh i just wanted to throw those three out there awesome yeah i don't know about you is it crazy and uh how's it going in south africa like is it just kind of making its way through like the common cold here
0: yeah yeah it is it's it's sort of just making its way through south africa and um to be honest with you like nothing crazy um i think i think most people here spend a lot of time outside in the sun um and yeah. we've got we've got pretty good health care this side like con- contrary to maybe uh, popular beliefs we've got um a really good health care system this side so i feel super safe here um but yeah. again I-, I would never let this virus or anything for that matter stop me from living you know, in my no. life, the way yeah. other people think differently. Um, other people are super, super nervous, which I understand, you know, when every, when, when anyone's faced with their own mortality and their, their own fear of death, uh, people get weird. Um, but I think, I think, I think COVID in general is just a great time to reflect on, you know, this might sound super philosophical and deep, but it's a good time to reflect again on, Thinking about that book, four thousand weeks on on how finite your time is on Earth. So you may as mm-hmm. well fucking live it, because I could just as well easily get hit by a car, or who yeah. fucking knows? I live in South Africa. I could get could get stabbed. <laughs> so, probably more likely to get stabbed than than die um COVID. So. <laughs> I'm um, just putting that out there.
1: <laughs> we took a turn. We took yeah, a turn. We, this took time.
0: A, we, took, we took a big turn. Yeah. <laughs> took a
1: dark turn. Um, <laughs> no, like I agree with that because there's so many people that, you know, um fear mongering or scaring people. Um scaring people with propaganda is real, right? I think there's a lot of stuff that's come out in the last week or so that's like telling people like, hey, like, you know you're at risk for this. Right. Or, Hey, like if you're overweight or obese, like you have a higher risk, right. Of having like complications with COVID or death. Right. So there's things coming out now that hopefully those people that are extra scared can Mm. see, but there's things that you can do. Right. To, to help prevent, um, you know, what comes with that. Right. And, Mm. you know, Taylor and I, like, we're not, we're not scared by any means, but, we are taking preventative measures. Like I just told you, like we're just taking some extra supplements. It doesn't really like it costs what 30 bucks, like doesn't really, yeah. you know, affect us. It doesn't change how we act. It doesn't change anything about us or like our mentality. It really is just like, Hey, you know what, here are some things that are known to make, you know, COVID less. Right. Mm. Um, or like the symptoms less. So why mm. not? Um, but yeah, I will say the next time, uh, we do record, I will be in Idaho for a couple months. So I'll be up in Boise for a couple months trying to see if I'm all about that winter life and hopefully we'll be skiing. Um, but, uh, I always ask people, I'll ask you, Josh, um, if you could see me end up in Idaho or Florida, where would you see me end up?
0: You know, my, you, you know, my answer, Surely you know, my answer. It's to Florida. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh that's God, yeah.
1: I don't know what I'm going to do without the, it's just the sun, man. It's the sun. I, yeah. I like, I keep thinking about that since I've been here, Josh, it's been consistent sun since I've been here. Right. It's, it's similar to South Africa, but mm. like, it really like changes your mood. Like in, it just, it's it just everything. Like it, it's kind of insane. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to report back to you and let you know how it's going in the snow.
0: Looking forward to that. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. The
1: ongoing joke is just figuring out things I don't like so I know what I do like.
0: Exactly. You you know, again, (laughs) I'm only laughing because it's. I'm only flying back to Amsterdam um, on the 18th of uh, Feb. Um, But it's Mm -hmm. just one big fucking adventure for me right now and for you as well. So I'm just yeah just taking it all in um you know I, I miss my setup and my standing desk and my fancy computer in amsterdam but fuck just you just you just go with it you just you just go with whatever's coming at you it's like and... a
1: trade-off right yeah like it's almost like a trade-off like yeah. yeah like i think you can be happy wherever you are you just got to find out what works for you but i'm yeah. all about like if you're not happy somewhere and it's because of where you're living move move yeah
0: it's a, it's Find a, a new huge job,
1: try to work virtual yeah
0: it's it's a huge it's a huge thing where you live makes a huge difference. Um, I'm still a firm believer in nothing will ever make you happy. um you can only you can only be happy um, and, mm-hmm. and yes, it's taken me a long time to figure out that concept um, but but nothing you get will make you happy. you can only ever be happy, but yes, I will agree with you that if you can live where you want to live and in a city where you want to live with the person you want to love that makes a huge difference it it does make a huge difference so i'm not denying that but yeah it all depends
1: yeah well we we shall see but yeah i think that this move back to america is exactly what i needed i feel lighter now Mm -hmm. i have three weeks off before going back to work at my old company um but yeah like i'm really just thankful dude like I don't even care what happens like I'm back in America like I don't even care like someone could you know what I mean like I'm just at that point where I just like I'm here like whatever yeah. Uh, yeah but uh freedom tastes good uh let's see but uh <laughs> yeah but I will you have to come visit us and like we'll miss you so much in Amsterdam and you know we already missed that place it was so beautiful it's yeah. magical I hope it opens up when you get back there
0: yeah, I hope so too. And and I mean, listen, again, you, you you always gonna you always can come back uh for a holiday and mm-hmm. come visit there So that's the beauty of it. It's not going anywhere. Yep, it's <laughs> not yeah, going no, anywhere.
1: It'll be there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. But awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I hope everyone has a great time listening. Um, remember to know your limits, love yourself, eat mm-hmm. good food and know what the heck you're putting in your body
0: pretty mm-hmm.
1: much. <laughs> And watch the Time movie with Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really, really good. Really Oscar stuff, you know. Cheers, guys. Bye.